We'll hear argument now, number 99-2036, Good News Club versus Milford Central School. Uh, Mr. Marcel. Mr. Chief Justice, and may it please the Court, this is a free speech case. On page 13 of its brief in opposition to certiorari, Milford concedes that state law, the same state law at issue in Lamb's Chapel, requires it to censor petitioner's speech from its broad community forums at all times to all audiences because they had a religious purpose. This Court rejected such an argument in Lamb's Chapel. It should reject it in this case as well. The Second Circuit circumvented this Court's decision in Lamb's Chapel by resurrecting a distinction that this Court buried in Widmar, a distinction between constitutionally protected speech and unconstitutionally protected religious worship and instruction. Mr. Marcel, did, <clears throat> did you cite Lamb's Chapel uh, to the Second Circuit? Yes, Your Honor, quite extensively. And, and as you dissent as well said, uh, Judge Jacobs uh, uh, said the case couldn't be squared with Lamb's Chapel. Lamb's Chapel, if I'm correct, is not even cited in the, in the Second Circuit's opinion. Is that right? That's correct, Your Honor. Isn't even mentioned. Isn't even mentioned. Uh, and, and I think the way they got around uh, Lamb's Chapel, Your Honor, was really by, by embracing a distinction that this Court re- rejected in, in Rosenberger, a distinction. I assume that the judge who wrote the opinion for the Second Circuit was aware of Lamb's Chapel, not just because you cited it, but because it had reversed an earlier decision of his. Isn't that right? <laughs> That's correct, Your Honor. He was the author of Lamb's Chapel that this Court uh, reversed. Uh, and I, I, I think the Mr. way — Mr. Marcel, would you clarify uh, for us um, the nature of the, the right that you're asserting? Now, could the school district say we're not going to allow access to any groups in off-school hours? Absolutely. And you — contend that the school has, instead of doing that, uh, opened a limited public forum, that's allowing some groups to use the school in off hours. That's, that's correct, Your Honor. Could the school say only hours after 6 p.m.? Your Honor, yes. They have and broad- only certain days a week? Yes, Your Honor. They have broad discretion, the school board. You're of- just seeking equal access on the same terms that the school offers it to other groups um, to benefit the welfare of the community. Is that the idea? Exactly, Justice O'Connor. We're not asking for unique access, just equal access. What if a church asks for privilege uh, to conduct church services once a week during the hours the school allows? Because, uh, Your Honor, Milford has chosen to create a form that's it's probably the broadest possible form you could create the uses that pertain to the welfare of the community. Under this policy, I think they would, uh, a mass or a church service would, would qualify. But, of course, they have the power and the discretion. So if one of the local churches came in and said, we'd like to use it one day a week to conduct our regular services, that would have to be granted as well if it fell on a day and an hour when the school uh, said it was open. Yes, Your Honor, on, under this policy. Of course, the school could write the policy to limited to, to athletic, just athletic events or just uh, theatrical events, but they couldn't exclude uh, religious groups or religious viewpoints on, on those. Well, but I, th- I think you can say that the 
school that the school couldn't exclude religious viewpoints or religious groups and still not necessarily say that it had to be open for a, for a full-dress religious service. Mr. Chief Justice, that's, that's correct. I, I think, again, in this case, Milford has drafted the, the, the broadest possible policy. It's, it's really when you say any social, civic, or recreation use or other uses pertaining to the community, you, uh, I think, have created the broadest possible form of uh, — specifically allows meetings and entertainment events and other uses. That's correct. And I think the phrase is other uses — that pertain to the welfare of the community, uh, Justice Kennedy. With the Establishment Clause, apart from the viewpoint versus content discrimination, if there were, say, a church service could be conducted at the same time the Boy Scouts are meeting? I don't believe so, Justice Ginsburg, for, for this reason. When you choose, when you choose, uh, as Milford has in this case, to shut its school down at 3 o'clock and thereby open up a public forum inside your school, you can't restrict religious viewpoints, even if the viewpoint and the speech is exercised in a, a religious ceremony. But that, you're talking about a First Amendment free speech right. That's how you open this. There's also uh, an issue that hasn't been aired in this case, and that is the issue that arose in Widmark and in Mergen's the, dis- the distinction between, um, for establishment clause purposes, people of a certain sophistication versus younger people. Justice Gibbons, I give you two answers to your to your inquiry. One, I think this is like Widmar. For example, in Widmar, what essentially the cornerstone group, which was the student group that thought access to the uh, uh, school, was a religious group singing religious songs, reading the Bible, and, and praying. And this Court didn't find a constitutional problem in that case because The age of the, the — that played some role in the Court's decision, decision, didn't it, that these were college students who had a degree of sophistication and could distinguish between just opening it up to everybody and the school um, endorsing it? That's correct, Justice Ginsburg. And, and in this case, in Widmar, the, the appropriate community was the student, so you would look at the observer student. But in this case, uh, Milford has ended school and has opened up a community forum for parents to initiate and parents to run these community groups. What, what was at issue in Widmar? What, what kind of uh, activity? It was a, a praying and reading the Bible and singing religious songs and teaching from the Bible. In, in, in the school or to the whole school body, before the whole school body? Not before the whole school body, Your Honor, just to the participants who, who wanted to hear and chose to hear this message, like this case. Mm-hmm. The only children who attend the Good News Club are sent there by their parents. And that was upheld? And that was upheld, Your Honor. No. But isn't the, I'm sorry. Well, is, isn't the nub of the problem in this case that you're not dealing with college students, you're dealing with, with grade school kids, kids from, I think it was ages starting at 6, going up to 12. You're doing it uh, in, in this particular case. The, the, uh, the meeting was being held immediately after the school, and the meeting sounds to me, as, as it was described, as, as, as Sunday school. Uh, they pray. 
they sing sort of children's religious songs, uh, and, and they have a, a teaching lesson and, I, I guess, some discussion. But it sounds like Sunday school. Uh, and, and isn't the problem in this case that you don't have a sophisticated group of, of uh, people of college age who know that the university is not proselytizing them or approving of their particular religious practice, uh, whereas in this case you have a bunch of kids who, who just don't make those kinds of distinctions. And isn't that the nub of the, the Establishment Clause problem here, which didn't exist in Whitmer? If I may, Justice, you be allowed to give you kind of two answers. One, uh, that's not the case, because if this meeting was conducted at 9 o'clock at night and was given just to adults, state law would prohibit from them meeting under those circumstances. Well, that, that might be the case, and it might be the case that, that you would have a different case before us if those were your facts. But whether state law would prohibit it or not, uh, my question is, don't we have here at, at least a substantial uh, — I won't decide it from the bench, but, I mean, don't we have a substantial Establishment Clause issue, which we simply didn't have in Widmer, so that you can't take Widmer as being direct authority for what was going on here? I would say to answer, and that would have been the second part of my answer right, to, 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 to your question, is the parents — are the ones who decide whether or not the children will attend. No, he, he's worried about no. the other children who are, who are supposedly uh, hanging around the school after the bell rings instead of skipping off the way my kids do. Actually, <laughs> uh, uh, they, they, and, and they are infected by seeing these other kids going into an activity which they think represents the uh, Approval of the of the state for these religious services. I think that's I, the I point should never spurn Justice Scalia's help, but actually, <laughs> <laughs> actually, I think you understood my question. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I don't you answer it as modified by Justice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, I guess I would go back to uh, Justice O'Connor's concurrence in in, in Capitol Square, where. Where, where she said uh, the endorsement test and the establishment clause are concerned with the political community writ large and not uh, uh, particular individuals or isolated observers. Here, the, the, the day ends well, at that, three that's, that's, you know, that's because that was the group to which uh, Capitol Plaza was, was appealing. Uh, but here, uh, the, the appeal is to kids and, in particular, to, to the kids who are going to, to this Sunday school kind of service. I guess I would disagree with all respect, Justice Zero. I think the appeal is to the parents. Mr. Marcel, was, was this the basis for the school's refusal to allow the group? You can't do it right after school? Was no, it, that was not the basis. And was this point raised before the Second Circuit? Was it part of the Second Circuit's opinion? Absolutely not. Was the point raised before the Second Circuit? If I can search my memory, and uh, I don't believe, or if it was raised, it was raised tangentially, Your Honor. It certainly wasn't the, the thrust. Well, then, then do you feel that the, the decision that the judgment of the Second Circuit should be vacated and the case should be remanded for consideration of this issue? Well, I, I think what happens is uh, yeah, what, what, do you, what do you think should happen? Excuse me. I, I, I think this case should be reversed and uh, remanded back to district court to grant the relief we and request. Why, why should this issue not be considered in the Second Circuit? I believe that Milford School had 
the burden of proof. But you were the plaintiff in the case, and you had your First Amendment theory, and that lost, and you appealed on that theory. Yes. Now, it would seem to me if the other um, issue was, was not aired, we should not decide it in the first instance. Uh, Justice Ginsburg, there was cross motions for summary judgment. We moved for summary judgment, and the school district moved for summary judgment. And to defeat our motion for summary judgment, they had the burden of proving a compelling state interest and that the censorship form uh, from the form was the least restrictive means to achieve that interest. Mr. And you're Marcel, saying when, 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 this, when, a, when the state refuses somebody something to which he's entitled for the wrong reason, and the case is appealed up here, and we say that reason was wrong, do we normally — if the state comes in and says, oh, we could have, we could have done it for another reason, not, you know, not because of his race. We might have done it for some other reason. Do we normally remand to give them a second bite? I don't aren't believe- they stuck with the reason that they gave? Well, I think they're, they're, they're stuck with the, with the record as in any trial. Uh, on any appeal, you could raise new issues and new grounds and could, uh, could have a new trial. This school said we will not let you conduct this service. Period. At any time? Be- at any time, because we do not allow religious services in the school. And that's the basis on which it was argued below, as I understand it. That's correct. Did, did the Court of Appeals uh, rely on the uh, Establishment Clause in its decision? No, it did not, uh, Mr. Chief Justice. We were uh, briefly, my recollection, questioned about it, but the Second Circuit did not uh, rest uh, its decision on that ground. And in the trial court, the, uh, the, uh, the, the school district uh, made no distinction in its uh, summary judgment motions or, or in its answer uh, based on the fact that this was immediately after school. I'm not the, sure the, I can the, go. The, 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 the school district said it could, bar these, uh, it could bar these meetings at any time of day. That's correct, and it's uh, and it made no and it made no distinction between right after school or an hour after school or two hours after school. That's correct, Justice Kennedy. And in fact, in the joint appendix at uh, G4, and I believe it's paragraph 13, it's the superintendent's uh, uh, affidavit where he basically says that uh, your speech is too religious to be using the form. Mr. Marcel, does state law require this school district to open its facilities after school to other groups? No, Justice O'Connor. This is a decision made by the particular school. Yes, New York State education law grants the power to the local school board. But does not require it. But does not require it. And is it clear under state law that the school could adopt uh, whatever provisions it wants for its opening of the school, it could choose to limit it to athletic purposes at certain hours and on certain days? Yes. What state law sets a ceiling uh, for what school districts can do, and they can go, the floor goes to not even opening the form, and they can go anywhere in between. Here, Milford chose to uh, the maximum possible extent allowed uh, under so it would be entirely open, whatever this court chose to do, for the school to revamp its policy for hours and days and purposes. Absolutely, Justice O'Connor. New York grants them broad discretion, and, and the school board uh, has that uh, ability to exercise that discretion. May I ask, what is, is is there a state statutory ceiling? You say that. What the, you know, what the, is there a state limit on how much religious activity they could permit? Yes, Justice Stevens. It's a state. Edu- Are you challenging both the school board's regulation and the state statute? 
they gave both reasons for denial and and, I, and I'm asking, are you challenging? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yes, Justice yes. Stevens, we are challenging. Both. So you're containing the statutes and the Constitution. The the statute to the ex- Justice Stevens actually requires a little uh, explanation under New York law. It really isn't that that the history of New York law is a little more entangled. The state legislature had opened it up for these broad purposes if the school board so chose. In 1978, there was a mid-level appellate court in the state uh, that was decided prior to Mergen's that said uh, because the state legislature didn't specifically include religious purposes in the statute, the court interpreted as it meant to exclude uh, religious purposes, although the state doesn't uh, the statute doesn't say that. That has become part of the judicial interpretation of the, of the statute. So I don't want to mislead you, and, and, and it's contained in the statute, Justice. Well, it, I, I want to know how that explanation that you just gave us fits with, with what you were telling Justice O'Connor a moment ago. Uh, if you win this case and the school board says, we want to revamp our regulations, and our regulations are going to be that although religious purposes uh, do not exclude a group from, uh, from use of the facilities, uh, religious worship does, uh, and we're going to draw the line there. Or they might say, uh, we're going to draw the line uh, against any use that could be regarded reasonably as an establishment clause violation uh, when, when young kids are involved. Would you take the position then that because you think the, uh, the, the New York statute is unconstitutional, that the school district could not draw that restriction or either of those restrictions that I've just described? In other words, if the statute is unconstitutional, does it render the school district, in fact, in, in this respect, does it render the school district incapable of drawing any distinction, whatever, that has any reference to religion? I believe... Widmar answers that question, uh, Justice Souter. Where this I would like Marcel to answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what position? What's your argument? My argument is, religious worship is inherently a religious viewpoint. In other words, when I say "Hail Mary, full of grace," and say "Amen," that's my internal attitude. If I say "Ha ha." I'm allowed in the form, but if I say amen, I'm excluded. And it seems to me what makes one worship and the other not worship is my internal attitude. No, but is, you're, you're, you're saying that the state cannot exclude what's going on, that the district could not exclude what's going on here. But is it because the statute is itself unconstitutional in drawing a religious distinction? No, I believe it's unconstitutional under the free speech clause. That is, the state cannot exclude religious viewpoints from a forum that otherwise speaks on the subject matter. For example, in this case... Okay, no, I I don't don't mean to cut you off, but I just wonder, you answered Justice O'Connor's question, as I recall, by saying, yes, the state could go back and revamp the policy and uh, draw it more narrowly. Uh, And I understood you to say, or to imply, that if it wanted to draw a policy that says no religious worship involving young kids or something like that, that would, that would be open to it. And I want to know whether your position on the statute leads you to say, no, the school district would not be, even without state, would, would be without state authority under state law even to do that. My position is that the First Amendment prohibits drawing that distinction if that 
whatever you, you call it, the worship, fits within the otherwise renew, religious neutral boundaries of the forum. So, for example — But is that because the state statute is simply inoperative to give the school districts the authority to redraw a policy more narrowly? No. I think the limitation on the school board is the First Amendment to the United States okay. Constitution. Okay. If there were to be an action — let's say you prevailed in this action — there'd be an action by parents uh, of a six-year-old attending this school that would challenge the allowance of this group on establishment clause grounds. That would in no way be foreclosed by this this decision if the issue is there but not decided by this case. Uh, is that right? I guess that would be correct, Justice Ginsburg. I mean, it, I guess cases can't stand for propositions which aren't decided in them, and I, I think that's — So the whole question, one way or another, of whether uh, elementary school students are differently situated than high school students or college students would be open in any case? Depending how the Court wrote the opinion, yes, yes, yes. Well, I, I mean, the Establishment Clause has been presented in this case at least as a defense. That is to say, it has been alleged that one of the reasons that the State could do this is because of the <laughs> Establishment Clause problems that would arise were they to do it. And uh, it, it is uh, — it is — quite possible for this Court's opinion to address that Establishment Clause argument as well, isn't it? I would assume it's quite possible. Uh, I'm confused. I I thought you said it wasn't raised. No. I'm sorry. I said they didn't — excuse me, Justice I think what I was trying to say in response to Justice Souter's question was they haven't met their burden. It's different between, I I think, not raising it and not meeting the burden uh, of proof of Showing a compelling well, wasn't their position below maybe, — maybe I misunderstood what you were saying, but I thought their position below was uh, that any use for a religious purpose, any — as you were putting it, any expression of a religious point of view on the subjects that might be discussed uh, could be excluded, and that was the reason for excluding this. Is that's, that so? that's correct, Justice Souter. Uh, and and do, you, do you believe that that uh, — that if, if we say, no, that's too broad a ground, that they would then be foreclosed from redrawing their policy on a narrower ground based upon avoidance of an Establishment Clause problem if they do allow this? Would they be — I'm not sure. Would they be precluded? In other words, they're saying, okay, we can't paint with a broad brush. We're going to paint with a narrow brush. And we're going to say this would be a violation of the Establishment Clause to allow a Sunday school kind of worship for young school kids immediately after school. We won't allow it. Would that, in your judgment, be precluded by the judgment in this case? Assuming you know what we're going to say. <laughs> I, I guess that's — I, 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 I take it based on your position, it's open to us to say that it's a violation of the Establishment Clause for the state uh, to scan and to review every single event, every single class, in order to purge it of religious content, that that itself is an establishment violation. That's open for us to say. So if we said that, that would certainly foreclose the line of questioning, that, uh, the, 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 the suggestions that uh, Justice Souter is making about further lawsuits. Absolutely. And, and moreover, Justice Kennedy, I think there's also this problem. Uh, this is a broad community forum. And Parents, it would seem to me, the Establishment Clause was crafted to defend the rights of the religious people to participate in broad community forums and to exclude uh, 
Andrea Fournier, uh, from a forum because of her religious, would, would seem to be the very value that the establishment clause was, was, was crafted to defend. So if she wears her Daisy Scout uniform, for example, she's okay to come in. But if she wears her Good News Club uniform, she, she's not in. And, and, and it, uh, I think not only the free speech clause protects her right to, to meet under those circumstances, but not to be excluded from a broad community forum, and the parents not to be excluded from a broad community forum also is protected by the establishment. Right, I want to make sure I understand your answer. You're saying that if you win this case based upon the ground, that the exclusion broadly of religious viewpoints uh, is, is unconstitutional. Is it your position that if they then redraw the policy more narrowly and say, we are going to exclude Sunday school type of meetings uh, held on the school grounds immediately after school, is it your position that they would be foreclosed by the judgment of this court, in this case, from doing that? The way you stated, Justice Souter, absolutely. Okay. Well, well, not if we rely simply on, 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 on the First Amendment speech clause. That, that, that's another option that we have. We, we, we say it's, it's simply violative of the First Amendment speech clause. Well, it's almost, it, it's almost impossible for, for counsel to say <laughs> oh, what, the, what the effect of an opinion is going to be. Trust me, Mr. Have, Mr. You also have principles of uh, race judicata involved, that uh, anything that was litigated or might have been litigated in, in a suit is, is barred. Trust me, Mr. Marcel, we can write this opinion. So, so, so it does almost nothing. If, <laughs> Mr. Chief Justice, may I reserve the balance of my time? for Very well, Mr. Marcel. Uh, Mr. Miller, we'll hear from you. Mr. Chief Justice, and may it please the Court, hmm? the issue before this Court today is whether a public school district may lawfully exclude a religious group from conducting adult-led, adult-sponsored, and adult-initiated prayer and worship services and religious instruction immediately at the end of the school day, where these activities involve the youngest children. Well, now, what difference does adult-sponsored make? I assume the Girl Scout meetings are adult-sponsored. What's, what's the purpose of emphasizing that? The, the purpose of, of emphasizing All these that things are adult-sponsored. Well, Justice O'Connor, except for the fact that uh, we have the Equal Access Act, which we submit that if petitioner's position is accepted in this case, the Equal Access Act will become meaningless because then you will be able to have adult-led and adult-sponsored uh, religious activities occurring in a school, which the Equal Access Act would prohibit. It would what also Equal Access Act are you talking about? I'm talking about the Equal Access Act that was discussed by this Court in Mergens. And, uh, the New York law. I'm, I'm, I'm You're sorry? referring to some New York law? No, no, no. no. Some federal law? Yes, yes, Justice O'Connor, the federal statute known as the Equal Access Act. I is that before us in this case? No, Justice I didn't think it was it presented not. to us on that basis. No, it is not. It is that, the, it is that <clears throat> the federal law would allow, the Equal Access Act would allow uh, adult, uh, would not allow adult-led or adult-sponsored religious worship and activity uh, in a school under any circumstances, whereas if it were student-initiated and student-led at the secondary level, that would be permissible under federal law. And those restrictions have been upheld by this Court in murder. Right. But uh, what are the grades covered at the, at the, at the uh, Milford Central School? Uh, Mr. Chief Justice, it's kindergarten through sixth grade. So it's actually ages 5 to 12. Well, it would be unusual, wouldn't it, for 
any meeting after school not to have an adult leader? I mean, you wouldn't have a bunch of fourth graders in there talking. Oh, abso- oh absolutely. Uh, <laughs> absolutely, Mr. Chief Justice. I emphasize that point only because of the fact that under federal law, under the Equal Access Act, this activity wouldn't be permitted. But may I just ask on the Equal Access Act, because I, I don't really have it in mind, does the Equal Access Act not require or does it prohibit? The activity you described. It would prohibit the activity at the elementary level, and it would prohibit the involvement of adult supervision. Are you sure about that? I I thought it would simply not compel it. It It doesn't cover it. doesn't cover it except, you know, student-led activities. Justice Scalia, my my understanding of the Act was that it specifically prohibited adult-led and adult-sponsored activities at the elementary level, which is the situation that Then it would raise the same problem as this raises. So my question would be, we can check that. We have a fairly uh, no prayer in school is a controversial policy, but it has one virtue. That's correct. The virtue is it's clear. That's correct. All right. So the rule is, as the courts interpreted it, that school activities cannot involve prayer. Well, isn't the corollary of that where there isn't school activities, it can involve prayer, and it can involve religious activities. And here we're after school. So the same clear rule would say you can't pray in school, but after school is different, and you can't discriminate against religion after school. Now, I've put that because that's, I'm putting it squarely. I want right. to hear your answer. Yes, sir. And, and my, uh, uh, my thought is aimed at the clarity of such a rule that ordinary people can understand. That's in light of the basic principles underlying establishment on the one hand and free speech on the other. Yes, <coughs> uh, Justice Breyer, we contend that this is, and I believe the parties have stipulated, that this is a limited open forum. And what we have attempted to do is, consistent with state law, we have attempted to exclude the subject matter of religion. Exactly. And the question is, after school, Correct. people can talk about any subject matter, but not religion. That sounds to me as if you're discriminating in free speech terms against religion. And now my question is, why isn't that contrary to the Constitution? It's after school. It's not a school activity. And it doesn't help me to talk about open forums or not open forums or whatever. I want, I want to know what, what the principle is, what the theory is. Well, the theory is, Justice Breyer, that we have set limits to exclude on a reasonable basis certain activities from occurring in the school. Just as we exclude partisan political activities, we exclude uh, commercial activities, and we exclude various other activities, the school system has made a decision that it wanted to exclude this activity from its forum. Now, consistent with a decision, for example, in Cornelius versus NAACP, where the issue of partisan political speech was excluded from a limited open forum, we have acted similarly in this circumstance because of concern about some of these establishments. But what, what, what do you do about the, our Lamb's Chapel decision? It seems to me that the, that the Court of Appeals here paid very little attention to Lamb's Chapel. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm uh, well aware of that, uh, Mr. Chief Justice. But I think that in part, and and I'm not certain why the uh, Second Circuit wrote the majority opinion it did, except for the — I can offer the Court this, and that is that in footnote two of the majority opinion, this Court indicated very clearly that it was not addressing the issue of worship services and Sunday school. Well, that — yes, but as I understand it, as it has been represented to us, 
That wasn't the basis for the school district's exclusion here. The basis, as I understand it, was what you just told Justice Breyer a moment ago, that the district had, had chosen to exclude uh, religious discussion from those which were, were open. Uh, and that's a, that's a, 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 a very different uh, criterion from saying we're excluding the use of the facilities just for religious worship. Which was it? Well, Justice Souter, I, I think perhaps our, the actions of the school district have been somewhat mischaracterized. I believe that there is a, a, a letter in the record uh, from the superintendent that had indicated precisely what they were excluding. And the, the letter from the superintendent to the reverend indicated that uses consistent with Lamb's Chapel would be permitted, but that religious worship would be excluded under the description of this forum. So it was not excluded because of a viewpoint. It was excluded because the entire subject matter of religious worship was excluded from the form. And where how is that letter in the record? Yes, sir. Uh, uh, Your Honor, uh, please uh, look at the joint appendix H1 to H2. And there is reference there to the, to the Lamb's Chapel decision of this Court indicating that the viewpoint, uh, the viewpoint uh, was uh, uh, was not what was being excluded. Rather, it was the religious worship that was being excluded. And was it religious worship, which was the the ground that you uh, you chose to stand on in the district court and in the argument before the Second Circuit? <clears throat> Justice Justice Souter, we advanced both. Uh, for example, an, an examination of our answer would reveal that we raised the establishment clause as an affirmative defense. But I believe it's the next to the last page of the district court opinion, and I could find it if the court wishes. Uh, the district court, for example, concluded that because we had found that the limited open forum was properly created and properly limited, it did not need to reach our establishment clause arguments or the establishment clause. Well, on, on that. You, you think this letter is correct, that uh, hearing a Bible lesson and memorizing scripture is the equivalent of religious worship? Uh, Justice Scalia, yes, sir, I do. And, and if you memorize the uh, Declaration well, of Independence or the preamble of the Constitution, that's, that, that's something other, other — what, what is that? that? That's not thinking? That's not uh, training of any kind? <clears throat> Justice Kennedy, I — that's, that's, not, that's not imparting a view on, the, on what our history means? Of course it we, is. We don't want you to know what — be able to recite of course not. We don't. The, <clears throat> the First Amendment. We don't, we don't certainly contend that that was a full description, Justice Kennedy, of everything that was occurring. Rather, we have a full record that the District Court and the Court of Appeals in both instances concluded that this was indeed religious worship. Well, suppose it was. Yes, sir. And, and I'm just putting this to get your response. It doesn't necessarily reflect what I'm thinking. But look, <laughs> look social events, it doesn't say social discussion. Civic events, recreational events, yes, entertainment events. I guess that includes chess clubs, dances. Yes, it includes all kinds of activity. That's correct. So suppose you were to say any, any activity is fine, just one is not. Religious activity is not. No, sir. After school. Now, my question is, given Lamb's Chapel, why would that be constitutional? Well, <clears throat> Justice Breyer, the premise of the question operates on the assumption that the only thing that we excluded was religious, uh, religious activities. I well, that's what seems to be what you're saying, that <clears throat> well, what you excluded here, there's a separate section. And it says this separate section, use for non-religious purposes. It says school premises shall not be used by any individual or organization for religious purposes. Yes. So it seems to me that what you have on one side of the page is use it for anything. 
And on the other side of the page, there is an exception, religious purposes. Now, my question, which has been throughout, is uh, how do you square that with Lamb's Chapel, i.e., since it's after school and isn't a school activity, why isn't it discrimination against religion under the First Amendment? Your Honor, we have excluded the entire subject matter of religion. Doesn't that make it worse? Every other subject matter is there. No, Your Honor, because that is not, uh, that is in fact not the case as, as this particular forum was created. This particular forum also excluded partisan political speech and various other activities that I believe we enumerated in our brief and I, I think are enumerated elsewhere in the record, particularly the deposition of the school superintendent identifies a number of those. But it, but it didn't exclude uh, discussions of, of uh, morality. Uh, oh, certainly the, the Boy Scouts, the Girl Scouts teach that. Yes, sir. What, what it really excluded was a discussion of morality that had a uh, religious perspective. Well, Your Honor, that <clears throat> with the facts in the case really don't spell that out. Uh, in, in fact, there's no development uh, of the record in terms of what precisely the Boy Scouts did other than recite the Boy Scout motto. In fact, the record doesn't reflect that they actually held their typical club meetings on school premises. What they actually held on school premises were leadership meetings and not actual uh, Cub well, Scouts. The, well, the, the, the very oath of the Boy Scouts yes. is, is moral. But, yes, Your Honor. And our position has been that that's essentially an incidental uh, mention of those issues. It is different from and distinct from religious worship. Well, so, so someone who s- spoke of, wanted to teach about how to be a good citizen from a particularly, s- especially a secular point of view, uh, could not have done so un- under your program? Your Honor, they could have. I believe but the, they, they could have done it, yes, but someone who wanted to speak about exactly the same subject from a religious point of view could not have. I don't, I don't agree with the Chief Justice's uh, uh, statement of the question. Your Honor, we would have allowed them to express a viewpoint on a secular subject, I believe, consistent with Lamb's Chapel. We would not have, however, permitted religious worship services, which well, is essentially what this was. Well, you say this is essentially a religious worship service. Now, I, I, I think people might quarrel with that. You can have, uh, I think one of my colleagues here just described it as, as more like Sunday school. And I think that's probably an accurate description. But it certainly isn't religious worship in the sense that most people think of it. Well, except for the fact, Your Honor, uh, Honor, that the the Sunday school is generally the way that religious worship is presented to children of of this age group. They are typically not required to attend the full service and so forth. They typically attend a, uh, a Sunday school-type service. So Another way to put it would be that children of that age don't engage in religious worship. They go to Sunday school. Well, Justice Scalia, they go. I mean, just because they go, you're going to suddenly convert Sunday school into, into a mass? No, except for the, Justice Scalia, except for the fact that what they do is, is that they, they, they engage in an activity that's age-appropriate. And for those right. children, don't they pray? Religious and religious religious. Is, not, is not part of it. Don't they pray? Yes, sir, they do. Okay. <clears throat> May I ask you to clarify now something that um, yes. Mr. Marcel addressed as well? You have said that you raise the Establishment Clause as an affirmative defense. Yes, in our answer. But the, and that the district court said, I'm not going to deal with it because I decide the case in your favor on another ground. Correct. So it was raised. You raised it. Yes. But it wasn't decided. That's correct. It seems to me that that's got to remain open. 
Yes, Your Honor. I believe that it does. I believe it's very much involved in this case. Your position is that uh, saying a prayer is religious worship, and I, I assume then that any group which sought to meet on, on your school's property, which opened its meeting with a prayer, would be excluded. And you think that's in accord with Lamb's Chapel? Religious worship would be excluded, Justice Scalia. And you said in, in response to Justice Souter that saying that a prayer is religious worship, right? Justice, Justice Scalia. So no group admitted to, to this school program can say a prayer to open its, its meeting. I wouldn't necessarily say that, Justice Scalia. You just Scalia. Did I mean, say it. <clears throat> well, I, the, the point I'm getting across is that the activities of the Good News Club were more than, mere, than merely reciting one prayer. There was much more involved in that, which is fully developed in the record, and those activities were much more religious and much more in the nature of a religious worship. They were more religious, but they were not necessarily the same thing as a church religious, as a church worship service, teaching the scripture, teaching what the scripture uh, has to say about mor- morality. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's a it's a great distortion to call that a worship service, Justice, Scalia. even if you throw in a prayer or two. Justice Scalia, for children of this age group, that is the religious worship service that they would typically engage in. Or if that's and that's so. what you want to litigate. If, if, if on the broad ground you lose, you say, I've, we, we have raised that and we should be allowed to litigate that, go back to the district court. Is that it? I'm hoping we don't lose this case, Justice Souter. I, I recognize uh, that, but, but you're saying whether, whether you agree with Justice Scalia or, or not, you're saying we want, we want to litigate that in the district court. Have I believe decided? that we've preserved it in well, the fully did, developed you did, record. Well, you did litigate it, didn't you? Except for the fact, uh, Mr. Chief Justice, that it was not ruled on specifically. The district court said because we've concluded that your limited open forum was constitutional under Second Circuit precedent, we didn't need to reach the Establishment Clause argument. It was raised. It was not, however, ruled on previously by the is, district court. Is that, is that the right way, then, to, do, to deal with what I, what I see as the difficult issue in this case? The difficult issue being, suppose it's, it's a total prayer service. Imagine that it is. Now, is the way to get at that problem, if assuming there is a problem, that either a total prayer service would be unlawful, either you have a, either it would violate the the establishment clause or it wouldn't. Correct. If it doesn't violate the establishment clause, you lose this case a fortiori. If it does violate the Establishment Clause, then the way to get at it is through litigating the Establishment Clause issue. I'm trying to figure out, that's been the point of my question, I'm trying to figure out how to do this on the assumption that this is pure prayer, which I know it isn't, because the other alternative, you could argue whether it is or isn't. But assume it was. How do we get at that issue? Well, several several ways. Number one, I think that... uh, even if it's not a technically an Establishment Clause violation, I think the school district had a reasonable basis to conclude that it might potentially be disruptive, it might potentially be de- divisive of the community to allow this type of utilization of the school building. And out of concern that perhaps religions that which did not predominate in the area might be unrepresented and unable to use the school facility for similar purposes. This is divisive in the community? I don't understand. What, what would the community get upset about? I don't understand. Well, Justice Scalia, I — You would let all religious groups do this, right? 
Presumably, if religious groups that didn't want to do it would get upset that other religious groups did want to do it. Well, actually, Your Honor, have a very divisive community down there. I'm glad I don't live in New York anymore. (laughs) Actually, it isn't terribly divisive, Justice Scalia. The what we are concerned about is, is that there may be religious or religious groups that do not have a substantial representation in the small town community, and that the majority religion, such as such as Reverend Founier represented, would be able to run a good news club. But the other the other groups that didn't have the numbers or the personnel couldn't run a similar club, and that would show a favoritism to this particular club. Why, why would it be a favoritism? I mean, presumably, if they met the standards for, if you have to have a certain number of people come to the meeting, mm-hmm. any, any religious group that met that standard would have been granted the same right, wouldn't they? Yes, sir, but it's... Well, then, what you're saying, basically, it's kind of a heckler's veto, that if, if people don't like what the school is doing uh, and are unhappy about it, that is a, re- that is a reason for uh, re- excluding religion. I don't believe that to be the only basis upon which we've determined that it is appropriate to exclude this. We have also relied, to some extent, upon the mandate of state law that the school is bound to follow. And may I point out, please, that in the complaint, there is no challenge to the constitutionality of Section 414 of the Education Law. That relief was not asked for at the District Court. It was not asked for at the Court of Appeals. And uh, it it is not, in my judgment, uh, at least from what I read in the complaint, it is not before this Court. No, but are you contending that the state statute required this policy? Justice Stevens, I believe that that's essentially what the state statute mandated. The state statute, Education Law, New York Education Law 414, prohibited use of a school building for religious purposes. Well, but you don't say that the school couldn't adopt some different policy and say we're not going to allow any use of our buildings at all. That is correct, Justice. After school. The state law does not prohibit that. That is correct. And the school could say we're only going to allow after-school use for athletic purposes. Correct. Or we're only going to allow it after 6 p.m. Correct. Yeah. A lot of — it only sets a ceiling, whatever that state law is. That is is correct, except one of the things that they do not permit, along with other prohibitions, such as uh, political partisan political activities, commercial activities, and so on, one of the other excluded areas is a religious — is a religious — Well, Mr. Miller, you can't have it both ways. If you say that the state law requires this, then certainly the constitutionality of the state law is at issue in this case. There is no difference whatever between saying that what the state law requires is unconstitutional and saying that the state statute is unconstitutional. That's one and the same. You can't have it both ways. If you say the state statute requires this, we are passing upon the constitutionality of the state statute. Isn't that right? Yes, sir. Okay. Just, as, just as you were in Lamb's Chapel, but uh, uh, the, the same statute was before the court in Lamb's Chapel. And the si- By the way, the Federal Equal Access Act does not prohibit what was done here. It it, it does not contain any prohibitions. Uh, It it just says that the requirements which this Act imposes are not imposed upon elementary school. At the elementary level. That's right. And my understanding is there was a very vigorous debate about whether — It doesn't prohibit doing it at the elementary level. It just says Federal law does not require you to do it at the elementary level. That is is correct. That is correct. The uh, — we contend that the Establishment Clause argument is very much involved in this case. We did raise that uh, as an affirmative defense in our answer. And we contend that if this particular use is permitted, 
we will have uh, Sunday school on a Tuesday uh, in a public school occurring at 3 o'clock immediately upon the end of the well, Now, just a minute. Day. I thought we just went over this. There is nothing in the world that prohibits the school from saying we're not going to have any activity before 6 p.m. or 3.30 or 4 or 5, whatever it is. Correct. You told me the school can do that. The school can do that. So why sure. would you complain about 3 o'clock? That must be something the school itself set up. That is, that is correct, Justice O'Connor. It is something that the school set up and allows, but they didn't specify specific times. And when they examined this particular circumstance, they determined that it was religious worship and chose not to exclude it, or excuse me, chose to exclude it. But that's from this all that's before us is the religious worship. The school obviously can set the hours and the days and the opportunities for all these groups. That is, and your position is they can't do it at any time of day, and that's the way the case has been presented to us here. That is correct. That the is school, in fact, never complained about the time. None of this correspondent said, you know, uh, the problem is you're doing it right after school, and, and these other kids will think that, right? That, that, is, that was never in any of this stuff. That is correct, Justice Scalia. The original denial was based on the fact that it was religious worship, not based upon the t- specific time of day. That is correct. And you defend that position? Yes, sir, I do. I believe we have the right to limit the forum to certain activities that the school believes have a reasonable basis consistent with the mission of the school system. And then under the circumstances, as they have excluded other activities, such as political uh, activities and commercial activities and similar activities, they are permitted to exclude these activities as well. why, Why would it violate the Establishment Clause? I mean, let's take an extreme case. A local church, which doesn't have a building, says we would like to use the school for worship services uh, two or three times a week at four in the afternoon to six. All right, so they do it. And the school district says, no, we're, our, this is a school. It's not a church. Correct. Even after school. And now why? I want to understand why. Does it, I'm not, it may well. Why does it violate the establishment clause in your view? After all, you could turn it into a gymnasium. That's not the dis- — but this is not a discrimination point. This is an establishment. Right. Why? Because under those circumstances that you just posit, I believe that the school is then lending support to a particular religious exercise or a particular religion. Uh, under the circumstances of this particular case, uh, our case, uh, we have an increase in active uh, attendance at the meetings. We have the school being utilized, in effect, as a church. And the same activity was conducted only months earlier at the church. And under the circumstances, we submit that to to permit the utilization uh, for a church service, for a worship service, would uh, involve the school in endorsing and supporting that particular religion. But the the state provides, uh, uh, for example, crossing guards on Sundays at, at church services. And that is not thought to facilitate people going to the church service. There's no other reason for it. So long as it provides crossing guards wherever else there is need for crossing guards, this is not considered to be an establishment of religion. That's, that's so correct. Why, if, if, if public facilities, and I, I, don't, they're, they're, I know many schools that do it, uh, if they're willing to let their facilities be used for any public purpose, 
why must they exclude uh, a religious purpose so long as so long as they're doing it even-handedly? All religions, all other purposes, just the, like crossing guards. The example of the crossing guards you gave, I presume, is on a public street. That would be an open forum where restrictions and limitations would be very difficult to justify. In the case of a limited open forum, such as the school district, where you've previous, this Court has previously indicated we have to have special sensitivity to the age and so forth of the children, uh, we, we believe that it's appropriate to make those judgments to exclude from the forum those activities that the school officials may believe uh, are not consistent with the mission. Sundays and after the kids are gone, the building's just lying there. Actually, Correct. the community can make money. It rents it out to any group that wants it. The church needs it. <clears throat> well, they wouldn't, uh, if they were doing it for a for-profit purpose under New York law, that wouldn't be permissible. Uh, you can uh, violate the Establishment Clause for money. Well, no, 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 no. It wouldn't be a permissible use, was my point. It would not be permitted uh, under the uh, school use policy or under New York Education Law 414. It's simply not permitted. To, to, to prohibit the use of public facilities for religious purposes shows that the state is neutral as to religion. Is that your point? Justice Kennedy, I believe that, uh, that we are required to be neutral and permit the schoolhouse to be used as a house of worship would violate, I believe, the principle of neutrality. Why, why would it do so if, uh, unlike this case, there's no particular involvement of school children involved and the, and the district allows the, let's say, the auditorium to be used for a meeting of the Elks, uh, for a meeting of the veterans of foreign wars, uh, and uh, the, the Baptists have, have had their church burned, uh, and they want to use it. Why would, what would the theory be that it would explain why it would be a violation of the Establishment Clause to let the church group use it on the same terms as the VFW and, and, uh, and, and other secular organizations? Is Justice Souter's question a reference to this specific record? No, this no. I'm, I'm, I'm going back, to, I think, to Justice Breyer's question, and I... I, I understood you to answer his question in such a way that would say, yes, it would, in my example, it would be a violation to let the church group use it at the same, on the same terms as the VFW. And I, I don't understand what your reasoning is. What's the Establishment Clause theory that leads you to say that? Because you would be permitting, then, a schoolhouse to be used as a house of worship. In the case of, in our particular case, uh, at 3 o'clock, there are lots of other Well, if that, if that were the case... Up. In, in the, the facts in Widma, then, would have been a, an Establishment Clause violation. Because in Widma, you had a state university property that was being right. used for purposes of worship. So that would have violated the Establishment Clause. Well, Justice Souter, I believe that Widmar is a totally different case. Number one, it's an open forum as opposed to a limited open forum. That, you're talking about the First Amendment, and now we're talking about the Establishment Clause. I take it, then, that given your answer to my question and Justice Breyer's, you would say that the, that the student worship service in Widma on university property was a violation of the Establishment Clause. I would, I would have to take the position that with respect to that forum, which had been open for all purposes. We're not talking about forum analysis. We're talking about Establishment Clause analysis. Mm -hmm. In other words, I, I'm, I'm going from the speech clause to the Establishment Clause. Was the, was the Widmer Worship Service on public property a violation of the Establishment Clause? This Court apparently held it wasn't, although you looked at it as a free speech case. So presumably, yes. in, that, in, in, that, in that particular matter, uh, you allowed it. In this, in, in this particular district, the school district, 
we're dealing with with elementary grades. Correct. Is there any practice with respect to high school or public colleges in that area? Do they have student groups that can meet uh, for religious purposes as well as all others? Justice Ginsburg, that is not reflected in the record, and I'm not certain of the answer to that. I believe, however, that the record reflects that there were no other religious uses uh, that went on at this particular school, but the record record, is not developed on that. Does the record show that there are a lot of other children who are hanging around the school while this service is is conducted? Is that in the record? It is not fully developed, Justice Scalia, but I believe there is some evidence of that. Yes, sir. Thank you, Mr. Miller. Uh, Mr. Marcel, you have five minutes remaining. If the Court would please the Court, I have two quick points to make on rebuttal. First, I believe there's a slight misstatement of the record. At uh, the cert petition, Appendix H, page 6, it describes Milford uh, School as a housing ability of both uh, elementary, junior high, and high school. The, 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 the school building contains grades K through 12, not just uh, uh, elementary school. Second, with respect to the Equal Access Act, uh, I believe Justice Scalia is right. It's only a mandate that Congress passed that if a high school did uh, certain things, they would have to allow certain other high school groups. There's nothing in the statute that uh, uh, makes it a prohibition, to, even in the absence of, of, uh, of the law, to, to allow other groups. Can I ask you as long as uh, I, I'd like you to address rebuttal. the — well, he, I thought he was finished. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm finished, Justice. Yes. Yeah. I, th- I thought he was. Uh, if you have an extra minute, I'd, I'd like to just get your view on what I'm finding is the most difficult part of this, which we may not reach. Uh, so to take the opponent's point on the Establishment Clause, uh, suppose a city hall says every Sunday we can use the city hall as a church. See, we'll let church groups use it. So every Sunday, the city hall becomes a church. Does that violate the Establishment Clause? Not if it has a broad form. It would violate the Establishment Clause. Well, no, what they'll say is any group can use it. Now, what happens is every Sunday, the city hall becomes a church, and all the community goes there and gathers and prays. Now, does that violate the Establishment Clause? I don't believe so, Justice Breyer. I believe as long as the form is open, uh, the, the, uh, and the state is neutral, that uh, uh, a reasonable observer would be aware of the policy and the history and the context of the situation and wouldn't view uh, that the state was endorsing the religious ceremony, but rather the adherents who chose to avail themselves of the form. The endorsement belongs really to the people who attend and not be accredited to the state, as long as the state didn't uh, really encourage or promote or recognize uh, uh, the, the act. May I ask you a factual question? Does the record tell us how big the group was the, of the children involved in this club? How, how many, Justice Stevens? Yes. Uh, uh, initially, there were, at the time of making the application, there were 20, and uh, we had the opportunity to use the school for a year and a half, and at the conclusion of that, at the time we made our motion for uh, summary judgment, I believe it uh, was the same number. Thank you. You, you used it for a year and a half. You, you actually did use it. 
before the prohibition was uh, was issued? Or the what? district court, yeah, yes, Justice Scalia, the district court issued an injunction, and we used the school facilities for a year and a half. But you didn't use it. Uh, what, at what time did you use it? At, at three o'clock, the high school resource room. At three o'clock. <laughs> And, 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 and was there any evidence about about whether other grammar school students were still uh, were still milling about when you were using it, looking longingly at the classroom where this where this was going on? No, Justice. Scalia. This, this in, in the fact that, uh, go ahead. I'm in fact, in the district court's opinion, I, in, for the uh, preliminary injunction, it says such a, uh, uh, a case would be unlikely. You said this was the high school room. Yes, a high school resource room, Justice Kennedy. Thank you. Is the high school and the elementary school one, one facility? That's correct, Justice Kennedy. Thank you, Mr. Marcel. The case is submitted.